Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobsher here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today. In today's show, we're going to look at how you can build cash flow through note investing. This episode is recorded as part of the PodMax event hosted by Eric Cabral and his team at On Air Brands live at the Hive in Trenton, New Jersey. And my guest in this episode is Fred Motskovich. Fred is a note investor, entrepreneur, and public speaker who has trained countless investors from all walks of life on how to create passive income streams of their own. As a fund manager, Fred manages a more note investment fund and is considered an industry veteran within the note investing arena. I have launched, by the way, another podcast, Cashflow Investing Secrets. It's a shorter show, 10 minutes or less, where I share one idea and or concept at a time that I've learned from interviewing over 500 Cashflow Ninjas. You could check out the new show on your favorite podcast, video or live streaming platform simply by typing in Cashflow Investing Secrets. Other valuable resources I can offer is access to our private Facebook group. You could go to Facebook and search Cashflow Ninja Community to join us. And our exclusive investor community, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com for more information. On October 25th, there's another Learn and Grow event at the historic Renault Winery in southern New Jersey, just outside of Atlantic City. The event is hosted by Josh and Melanie McCallan. And it is a fantastic quarterly event to meet and network with fantastic people, learn from speakers and other attendees, and you get to enjoy amazing food and wine, and wait for it, American champagne. I'm super excited to be involved in this resort rehab project, and I'm attending the event with people from my meetup, investors group, and other Cashflow Ninja listeners, and it would be awesome if you could join us at this event. This is a resort, so if you're traveling there, there is a hotel to stay at on the property, along with the other amenities, uh, such as the spa, restaurants, golf course, wedding venues, and of course, the winery. You can email me at info at for more information. Savvy investors know that in order for the miracle of compounding interest to work, it's magic, you have to be constantly invested in all stages of the economic cycle. So the question then becomes, how do you find solid investments when the stock market is close to all-time highs and everything else just seems so inflated? That's where our friends at ASIM Capital come in. Since 2011, ASIM has helped more than 300 accredited investors allocate more than $25 million to mobile home parks, self-storage, and workforce housing due to their ability to perform well during economic recessions. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to asymcapital.com. That's A-S-Y-M capital.com to get instant access to their investment offerings. MC Lobsher, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, 
go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Cashflow Ninjas, I'm super excited uh, to share with you another fantastic guest. By the way, we are live at the Hive, uh, hashtag PodMax. Um, check out everything that went on today and also future events if you just type in hashtag PodMax. It's a fantastic event um, put on by On Air Brands. Eric Cabral and his team have done a phenomenal job. And we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're working our way towards the end of the day here. Um, and by the way, I'm super excited too because not only do I know uh, my guest right now, but we also color coordinated for this episode. Fred, thank yes. you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Hello, MC. <laughs> now, for uh, listeners not familiar with you and what, what you do, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with them? Absolutely. My background is in engineering, and I worked for many years in, in the technology field. Eventually started getting involved in real estate investing about 15 years ago. And uh, after that, uh, transitioned or, or moved over to, to adding note investing as well, uh, so that the investing and focus is on the finance side of, of real estate, that component. And eventually that business has evolved and I now manage a uh, note investment fund where we were able to acquire uh, pools of loans all across the country. Yeah. I'm super excited to dive more into this. How did you get into the note side of the real estate niches? What were, what were some of the things that you thought about? The main thing that stood out to me, and I learned this from a old-time real estate educator. His name is Jimmy Napier, mm-hmm. and he was teaching a class on negotiation uh, for real estate investors. And I was sitting in that class, and as often happens with these uh, education events, the best golden nuggets come up from the little side diversions and getting off when the instructor gets off track and telling stories. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. He mentioned very briefly that with real estate investing, it's a great vehicle to uh, create and grow capital when you're just getting started out. However, once you you have held the real estate long term and have generated the capital, if you have a way to take the capital and redeploy it into investing in debt, you can grow that so much faster and at a much higher uh, rate of return. And that was really the thing that stuck out to me and made me look into node investing. Uh, And what I found with node investing is there's really three main benefits. The first one is that you're able to buy notes at a discount, at a discount to what's owed. Just like with real estate, real estate investors always are looking to buy property for less than market value. Yeah. The next benefit is that you're buying a note, it's secured by collateral. Uh, it's backed by the a- by the asset, by the property. So you have a secured investment. The third point is that you're a- able to earn a high rate of return. So when I n- learned about those three aspects, note investing became very appealing to me and I started to pursue it as a business. Yeah, because I think like a lot of folks, 
sometimes when they think about real estate, you know, and, and this is again, you know, a worldview, but the first block is like, man, I don't want to fix toilets and I don't want to deal with tenants and evictions and then this and then that where this kind of gives you another avenue to participate in real estate and eliminates a lot of the headaches up front. That, that's true. That's very true. And we can look at it from the perspective of banks and lenders. They figured this out long ago that they are in the business to lend money and not to own property. Yeah. And you're, you end up dealing with the difference between a tenant mindset and an owner mindset. property owner mindset where the tenant if there's an issue something breaks the first thing they do they call the landlord oh the roof is leaking or this repair is needed but when you are the lien holder that does not happen the owner of the property takes care of the issue they're not going to call their bank and tell them that the water heater just blew out and it needs to be replaced so it really is is a whole different mindset the the uh the between the property owner and and the lender yep absolutely so for folks that that's not familiar with note investing can you elaborate a little bit on note investing itself and and how it works absolutely note investing in a nutshell is the buying of debt and holding it for cash flow receiving the payments so what happens is all of us are involved in the note business in some way or another, whether you have a car payment or a mortgage or a credit card account or a loan, you're paying on the debt. You're paying that every month. Well, what would it be like if you were able to step across the aisle into the shoes of the lender and be the one receiving those payments instead? Yep. It's, it's a huge shift. And believe it or not, Individual investors are able to go out into the secondary market and buy buy loans. They can own a mortgage, buy it, own it, hold that for cash flow, and enjoy the same benefits as, as a bank or any other financial institution. And when you do that, if you buy a loan that's already been initi- initiated and put in, originated and put into place, the lender transfers all of those benefits to the buyer of the loan and they're assigned to you just like the way a check can be endorsed from one person to another well, the same thing can happen with with a loan with a note yeah it's i was actually it's funny i was actually speaking with someone about the lost financial crisis and it was i almost didn't know who was going to mail me my mortgage but you know because i had a mortgage with washington mutual right yes <laughs> that went under so they assigned it to someone else and then i would get a mortgage from them but then someone in the following month i would get a statement from another company saying hey we just bought that note from this company so it just kind of it was it, it was almost like, um, how can I say, it was almost interesting to figure out what's going to end up in my mailbox the next month. And, and you don't want to mix <laughs> up where, where you're sending that payment. And that, that's a taste of the secondary loan market. Yeah. Uh, no matter what happens, that loan is still in place. Even if the bank went out of business, their assets will get sold. Yeah. And some other institution will buy that and take over. And the lien is still in place. 
the debt is is still there, the note is valid, and you're able to make the payments. Hopefully, you had a seamless uh, transferring of that. Sometimes yep. there there have been problems, but overall, uh, the end result is that loans are bought and sold on the secondary market every day. And, and that can flow down from large institutions down to individual lenders and smaller funds that are, are in between. So you're basically, and this is what I love about this type of investing as well, talking about becoming your own banker and being the bank, right? So uh, think like a bank, act like a bank, and being the bank, this is literally you stepping into the shoes of the bank and now having this on your balance sheet as an asset collecting cash flow just like the bank does on their on their financials yes absolutely how does what how did you get started in this if, if someone's just getting started in this whole process what what's what's the process like of, of finding a note and getting involved in a note there's there's a few ways that that can happen the the first way which is probably the most well-known is to originate a note and one way to do that is by you can sell a property and carry uh, originate a loan through seller financing very very common strategy that's used in real estate investing and you can do that you can originate a loan, whether it's on a property that's been sold or private lending for for another investor, and then you you create the note and you hold that for cash flow. Yep. The next way, which is my primary focus, is buying on the secondary market, and how that works is you you have to build relationships with other investors and sellers of notes there's different funds different companies that are involved in the business of, of selling notes or brokering notes and while it's not likely you're going to buy from a, a large bank directly because they're selling in such large volumes it does trickle down to smaller and smaller uh, quantities where an individual investor is able to buy those. And you do have to build those relationships because uh, note sellers are very concerned with what's going to happen with that loan once it transfers to the buyer. And they want to make sure that the, the entity that's buying it is doing business in an ethical manner and a compliant manner as well. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's there's rules here. Absolutely, we're dealing with essentially, yeah, we're dealing a lot, with a lot with, of compliance. Yeah, with a lot of compliance. So, um, listeners and new listeners might have heard the terms performing and non-performing note. Yes. Can you share just a little bit what the difference is? Because you know, and, and the new listeners might be thinking, why would I ever want to buy a non-performing note, right? So can you explain a little bit what the differences are and the, the intricacies of both? Sure. A, a performing note is a note that is being paid on and has a good solid track record. Uh, it can be anywhere from three months track record to 12 months or, or 60 months all, all over all over the spectrum and that's going to drive a lot of the pricing as well uh, a note that's non-performing is a note that is not currently being paid it's in default and that's a, another business model where 
uh, investors will buy those and the discounts are greater and the risk is higher as well and it's a lot more work. So it really depends on uh, the risk tolerance for an investor and uh, and how much work they're, they're able to put in. For someone starting out, I would recommend performing notes is definitely a better way to uh, to get started and learn. One of the things that I love, not only about this country, but especially real estate, is you can literally negotiate anything <laughs> yes. for most of the time, right? So um, the non-performing stuff, uh, can you share some of the some creative strategies? Because obviously you have a note now that's not being paid. So there's a, therein lies an opportunity with this huge problem. So is, how do they restructure it? Because this might be something that new listeners might have heard. Hey, you can restructure notes. Can you share a little bit more on that? Sure. There, there's no limit to how a note can be restructured because the owner, the owner of, the, of the loan has full right to redefine the terms of the note as long as they can come to an agreement with the borrower and mm -hmm. and get them into a better better position it's a win-win for for all parties and anything can be done from changing the payment amount changing the interest rate changing the loan balance uh restructuring the term those are the most common methods that that are utilized and there's no no restrictions on on how that's done as long as it's something that's going to be uh, successful and suitable for all parties involved. It, it can be done. You're listening to the Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Kings, queens, and royal families, along with the nobility and ultra-rich, have warehoused and stored their wealth for centuries in gold and silver, art, land, and real estate. These assets have stood the test of time through centuries and have been a great place to preserve and protect their wealth. Like gold, silver, land, and real estate, art has been around for centuries and will be around for many, many more centuries. That's why the ultra-rich will continue to invest in art and preserve their wealth in art. While the S&P declined 5.1% in 2018, the art market returned 10.6% and was called the best investment of 2018 by the Wall Street Journal. Masterworks is the first company to allow investors to buy shares of great blue-chip art masterpieces by artists like Picasso, Monet, and Warhol. You can get set up on their platform at cashflowninja.com forward slash art. My friend Dave Zook from The Real Asset Investor says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. The Real Asset Investor team creates value for investors looking for higher yield returns from ATM machines and self-storage investments. Their syndications offer attractive investment opportunities that produce strong cash flow, equity growth, huge tax incentives. They are truly passive and managed by a world-class team. To learn more about the exciting investment opportunities the Real Estate Investor offers, such as their ATM and Stealth Storage syndications, please visit cashflowninja.com forward slash Real Asset Investor.
You're listening to The Cashflow Ninja, the show helping people all over the world create monthly cash flow and achieve freedom today, not in 10, 20, 30, and or 40 years. This is the show where cash is not king, but cash flow is king. Now let's return to our interview. What are some of the, so obviously the one of the risks that we mentioned is someone doesn't buy it. So there's ways to renegotiate and again, love for this country and this industry is negotiating and the opportunity uh, to negotiate. What are some of the other pitfalls and risks? Because obviously there's a risk to anything that you're doing and there might be even blind spots and risks that people don't even know that exist, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Default on a note is certainly a a risk. It's a real one and you want to be well set up to uh, handle that and handle any negotiating that that you might need to do certainly an area to rely heavily on uh, loan servicers and and uh, your attorneys in that state to help guide you through that process another area of risk which is very prevalent in in uh, these times is compliance Compliance is changing constantly, and every state is different. And the information you have today could be completely different tomorrow, something that you really need to stay abreast of in the states where you're you're working and you're actively investing in. And again, you can certainly leverage your uh, legal counsel, legal advisors on how you have to stay in compliance and if there's any licensing that's needed and, and so on. I would say those those are the main, the main risks. Another risk that I speak about is the risk of investing in just a f- small number of assets. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, an insurance company spreads out their risk by insuring many yeah. Correct? Yeah. Many properties or many, many people. Yep. And with note investing, you really want to do the same. You want to invest. If you can invest in many notes, that's going to really spread out your risk and lo- lower it. One way to do that is by investing in a note fund, because instead of investing in one or two or three notes, what if you took that same amount of capital, invested in a note fund, now your investment is spread out over hundreds of notes or even thousands if it's a large fund. And now the risk profile has drastically changed that way. But I would say those are the three three main uh, areas that uh, that could be pitfalls. Yeah, I, and you make a great point. It's like the insurance company looks at the law of large numbers, as they call it, right? Yes. Where uh, in a zip code or in a state, they know in certain age ranges, more or less, what the chances would be that certain person, let's just say it's property and casualties in a, in a motor car accident. And then they spread that risk across different pools so you know we talk about this is this is very enjoyable by the way because i love talking about being your own bank which you are through note investing and then obviously from a risk management standpoint who to take a better cue from than an insurance company (laughs) absolutely insurance companies have been around for hundreds of years yep they know how to manage risks absolutely and that those are some great lessons that we can learn learn from them yep now, you talk about uh, the three pillars of the note investing industry. Can you elaborate a little bit on this and share this with my listeners? Absolutely. There's three 
three pillars. The, the first one is capital. You have to have sources of capital because node investing is a very capital intensive uh, business. You can't really leverage to, to buy notes. The purchasers are done in cash and in, in full. The second is having access to notes, having the ability to buy them. You have to build the relationships with sellers of notes and build a level of trust there so you will be able to to have access to buy notes. If you can't buy notes, you're not going to go very far in, in, in the investing. And the third one is being able to manage those notes. And I'll, I'll get into this a little more. You have to be able to manage uh, notes, and if if you scale that up as a business, you definitely want to leverage uh, different vendors. The most important one is a note servicer, which handles a lot of the maintenance on the notes and the accounting. They collect the payments. They handle any inquiries from the borrowers. They handle a lot of compliance. It's so much that they do for you. A good way to equate that is if you think about it this way if you have a property manager managing your rental property yeah. well a loan servicer manages the note for for the lender yeah. and they're this way you're you're able to scale to hundreds of notes or thousands of notes because they have a loan servicer in place handling a lot of that back end details and a lot of the compliance they send out the letters that have to be sent for compliance they send out the end of year tax forms to the borrowers that shows how much interest they paid mm -hmm. they keep track of the amortization schedule on the loan and and the term whether there's uh, when there's going to be a payoff they coordinate all the details with the title company and how to how to release the lien and collect the uh, payoff for the loan yeah so in this space there's a lot to to study and learn and that's a habit that i've observed from wealthy and successful people too is you know studying and learning and so forth what what are you studying in this in in this space particular what are some of the things that that's interesting well one of the things that's really interesting is the side of operating a note fund and and raising capital and learning that uh, raising capital, there's a huge sales aspect to it, mm -hmm. which as an engineer is not something that I was exposed to in the past. Yeah. And it's it's been a great process learning that I really, I find I really enjoy uh, net, the networking and and meeting with folks one-on-one -on -one that are interested in learning about the node industry and learning about investing. And, and I enjoy that. One of the big areas I find myself really getting involved in is teaching people about how to use self-directed uh, retirement accounts. Because a lot of times what I find is an investor has a retirement account from a prior employer that have their 401k. And when I, I explain to them about self-directed accounts, how they can move that capital over to self-directed IRA, for instance, mm -hmm. and then use that to invest in all of these other investments, whether it's in real estate or notes, it opens up a whole nother world that is a away from the typical Wall Street investments that yeah. most people, that's all they know about. So it really opens up a whole nother world. And, and I enjoy that. So that that's the main the main area that uh, 
that I've been learning a lot about is just the sales, sales and marketing and growing that. You bring up a great point. This is a great vehicle for like a self-directed IRA. Absolutely. And to, for a, still from a tax perspective and, you know, one that, for example, Tom Wheelwright will approve of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. The tax yeah. perspective is, is very uh, significant. Note investing is an activity which is really a highly taxable activity. There's no write-offs. Mm-hmm. There's no deductions, really. You have interest income and yeah. capital gain. And that's it. So you are paying a lot of taxes as a note investor. And what can be really powerful is if you couple that together and do note investing out of a retirement account where it's either tax deferred mm-hmm. or tax free if it's in the case of a Roth. Yeah. That is a, such a powerful combination. And this has, has come up for me time and time again. An investor comes, they're asking about investing in, in the note fund mm-hmm. or getting involved in note investing. And I always ask them, are you planning to do this out of your self-directed IRA account? And if they don't understand what I'm talking about, well, then that's a whole nother conversation because if they're not they're not doing that they they they're going to get hit with some heavy uh heavy tax bills it's really uh something that you want to look at and uh, if you can marry the two together and have it work for you where you're investing out of self-directed account and then doing your note investing that is a really powerful combination yeah absolutely a, a great great uh great combo you um we, we've gotten to know each other, which has been awesome through the meetup, too. So Fred has been a core member of one of the meetup. And one of the things that you spoke about, too, the importance of networking and, and meeting like-minded folks. How uh, Can you elaborate on the role that that's played for you, uh, the networks that you're part of, and, and how that's helped you in your growth? Absolutely. It's, it's a lot about building relationships because... Building those relationships and being able to add value to others, it's such a powerful thing. It's a way to to contribute. And when you are able to go out into the world at large and contribute to others in that way, it comes back to you in in so many ways it's amazing how that works you you put that energy out into the universe and then it it comes back to you in ways you never expect yep things that are completely unrelated but the networking is very powerful building those relationships adding value to others those are some of the 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 primary points there uh and i've built built up a network and made such close relationships with amazing people. Uh, it's, it's really wonderful. Yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, what are some of the things in your life, business and professional, and then also family that's working and why do they work? Some of the, the main things that are, that are working, I try to be a, a lifelong learner mm-hmm. and always a student. And there's so many things that you can build, build skills. Uh, it saddens me when I see people that think that once they graduated from high school or graduated college, never 
need to look at a book again or, or take a class, well, I, I encourage everyone, be a lifelong learner, and there's always skills you can learn, whether they're skills for fun or skills for business. It's good to do both, yeah. and it, it really rounds, rounds you out as a person. Another area is on building building relationships and finding yourself getting uh, getting around other people that are like minded, where you're able to exchange ideas, learn from each other, and grow collectively in in many ways. Absolutely. Uh, now, our core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and you are only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Three areas. The, the first would be to really be mindful around the people you're spending your time with. Uh, we all have heard Jim Rohn's quote about you become the average of the, the people you spend the most time with. And that's really true. I, I encourage everyone take a close look at that and see if you need to make any changes. Because if you find yourself spending a lot of time with people that are negative and uh, pessimistic, that that it's not really a good environment to be around and maybe you need to make some changes and be around people that are, are positive people that you can teach each other uh, new skills and techniques and ideas and learn from that. That's the first thing. The second point is to focus on building relationships, whether professional or social relationships, whatever field you work in, you want to build relationships because that's going to be one of the most powerful assets that you can have. And think about it. You could lose everything material that you have and mm -hmm. have to start over, but you still have those relationships. Mm-hmm and find ways to serve others and add value to others. And when you do that, it comes back to you, as, as I mentioned before. And the third value, uh, which I said before, is to be a lifelong learner. Always be a student. Look for new skills, new areas that you can develop, work on, and, and improve. Self-improvement is, is uh, such a benefit to yourself. And what you find is that it starts to draw other people to you into your life yeah absolutely nelson nash used to talk about it and call it the arrival syndrome <laughs> where it's like you don't arrive in knowledge it's like folks that you know basically graduate college and then that's it i know everything now i'm good to go right? yes so he called it the arrival syndrome uh where can listeners learn more about you uh what you're up to where can they stay informed of all the projects that you're involved in, in touch base absolutely they can visit my website it's fredmoskowitz.com and i'm also have a book that'll be coming out later this year on node investing if anyone's interested to learn about that they can text the word note n-o-t-e to 555-888 and just follow the prompts and sign up to be notified uh, about the upcoming book launch and uh, more information. I'll be looking forward to connecting with folks and talking to more about node investing. 
Awesome. So uh, one more question. Uh, the book, what was that process like? How, how, what was the timeline? Because, you know, I've heard the amount of time and effort that, that goes into it. What, what, what's the experience been like? I've had a great experience. Um, I started about nine months ago on okay. this project and it, it, it's it's hard you get stuck and and sometimes it's difficult to keep going but what i found has really worked for me is i just time block every day 30 minutes mm -hmm. to work on the work on that and that has been keeping me keeping me going well and it's been a fun process doing doing a lot of research and speaking with others and uh gathering information and and uh moving along with the book but it, it's it's been a uh, a fun project very introspective for me and uh telling a lot of a lot of stories and a lot of information it's definitely more on the the technical side how to do how to do analysis and mm -hmm. really uh some some deep dive uh, areas in there but uh, i've enjoyed it a lot it's been fun and i think it's it's a great uh, a great way to um, express express your story. Everyone has a story in, in them, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so I, I've been enjoying it thor thoroughly. Fantastic. Yeah, they say, what, what's the one thing they say if you want to really master something or uh, teach it, right? Teach yes. it, teach it if you really want to master. And I would even throw on top of that, if you really, really want to learn everything there is to know, then write a book about it because you're putting it in print, right? So it's... Uh, it's super, super interesting. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, as always, I appreciate you. Um, I've enjoyed all of our uh, meetings and discussions and conversations. So I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey and your knowledge with my listeners. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this for, for some time. And it's been a great experience being uh, on, on your show and having this discussion with you this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Thank you again for joining me on the Cashflow Ninja. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here, please subscribe, rate, and write a review for our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. Until next time, my friend, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.